0: Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be squared. Wakey-wakey, Normies. Jump out of that vault and straight into this hellish wasteland. We're talking the video game series Fallout on Normies Like Us.
1: As long as there are differences, we will tear ourselves apart, fighting each other. War, war never changes. This is crucial to our survival. You are a danger to us all. The game was rigged from the start.
2: I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. Welcome back to Normies Like Us. As we said up top, we're taking things a little post-apocalyptic again. You're here in Aprilocalypse with your Normies. Once again, we know you're locked up in your homes, but we hope we're locked up in your hearts as you listen to this special podcast episode uh, on Fallout, the video game series, with your host, this is Vault Boy Colin. This is Mike76. Uh, Viper Joe. Uh,
0: this is uh, Brotherhood of Steel, Jacob. I think I know. it's
2: Jacob Meat, right? Isn't that right?
0: <laughs> Jacob Meat, yeah. Jacob Meat. The super super and Jacob.
3: Right, right. <laughs> well, yeah, we're here for Fallout. I got a Nuka-Cola here. Hold on. All uh, right. Ooh. Yeah, pulled that out of the vault. So hope
0: you guys have all been collecting bottle caps.
2: Yeah, that is not what that would sound, Mike. As you pop a tap, opposed to a <laughs> well, twist off. Well, you know, but uh, made a, bottle, a lot of cans
3: <laughs> before there were recycling initiatives. Yeah, um, yeah, bottle caps. Given the current state of affairs, we should probably
2: start stocking up on those. So falling out. Yeah, uh, out, You say the current state of affairs, we're talking about a game with a post-World War II futurism aesthetic. We're obviously mm-hmm. in a post-2020 apocalypse aesthetic, but I'll ask you guys up top, what's your familiarity with these video games? Mine is pretty loose. Um, early on when Joe and I came to California, we knew a guy at a call center that we worked at named Javier, who used to fly airplanes, who was like, the Fallout games are the best video games ever. Colin, borrow <laughs> New Vegas. I played it for a day and returned it. And he's like, you you couldn't have beaten it in a day. (laughs) I said, I just really don't care. So these just aren't my (laughs) games, guys. Wow.
3: Well, I'll uh, jump in. This is uh, Mike76, It Just Works, Todd Howard. uh, That's what he wrote on my birth certificate. Um, So, you know, last week we talked about a film franchise that probably inspired these games largely. At least their aesthetic. That's Mad Max. I'm a fan of that. I like kind of the post-apocalyptic thing. I also like listening to our Bethesda episodes, Skyrim, and those types of games from Bethesda. Also, Doom, which is now owned by Bethesda. So I think this would be my wheelhouse. Same thing. Someone let me New Vegas and Fallout 3. Even with Liam Neeson narrating, I just couldn't get into either of them. And I I don't know what it is. Maybe it's that I like fantasy in my RPGs, but... You know, I know enough about him, and luckily I was able to watch a speed run of every game. It took an hour and a half, so you can beat every Fallout oh, game in an hour and a half. If you So they're pretty short from what I understand. They're not very long games. I'm sure that's wrong. <laughs> You're upset about but, him. Uh, I'm upset. Yeah.
2: Matthew Perry. How did Matthew Perry not get me through Fallout New Vegas? Come on, guys. Could I be Sorry. any more radiated? Yeah, uh, but I'm pretty normie. <laughs> I'm pretty normie about it, yeah.
1: Oh, here we go. I'll finish out that trifecta. Uh, <laughs> same exact experience. I played a little bit of New Vegas and a little bit of Fallout 4. I don't know, man. I think it's I think it's the menu system for me that it was just like, ah, this seems like a lot of reading. I don't want to do this right now. I can't just jump in and go, so I'm out. Wow, guys.
0: Well, I didn't realize I was on a podcast with a bunch of normies.
3: <laughs> like <Yeah>. us?
1: <laughs> you should have. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah, well, I'm surprised to hear you guys say that because uh, you know I'm a pretty big fan of of the Fallout games. Um, and yeah, like you're saying, I mean, it's essentially very similar to Skyrim. It's like the you know post apocalyptic sci fi version of Skyrim. So I would think if you're into that game, but I understand you know some people are more into fantasy. I understand that because I'm into both. But um, yeah, I've played uh, I've played Fallout Three, Fallout New Vegas, and Fallout Four. Um, and enjoyed them all um, to different degrees. Um, I haven't played 76 and don't really plan to. So
3: That's probably best practices all around. Um, yeah. So we'll be kind of leaning on you a little bit, but it does feel like there's two schools of thought. Then there's people um, like Jacob and us even, and we've had experiences with everything Fallout 3 up to Fallout 4. Uh, but then, you know, the original two games are probably the most niche. Uh, that's the Fallout 1 and 2, which were more like the original Diablo games, top-down isometrics. That's
0: right.
2: Yeah, Jake, and, you gave us a rundown on those, like the the life afterwards with the wasteland and stuff like that, and the life that they had beforehand. But do you have any familiarity with those early two, the isometric ones? Might just mention.
0: No, I never played them. Um, they're very they're similar in style to like Baldur's Gate and those mm-hmm. kind of games, but just with
2: the, the Fallout
0: setting. So you have a party, you guide them around. It's like a point and click. You tell them where to move, and then action happens in real time, but you can pause and. and um, So, just like that. But, um yeah, the original creators... So, what happened is, obviously, they made Fallout 1 and 2. Then the IP was sold to Bethesda, and that's when the game totally changed. But the original creators still wanted to make that same game. So, all they did is just change the name and the branding to Wasteland, and they made Wasteland. And then, um, like, a long time later, they made Wasteland 2 just a few years ago, which was a Kickstarter project, I believe. And now the uh, Wasteland three is coming out in May. So um, if you're into those kind of games, definitely check that out.
3: And are those kind of still Baldur's Gate style? Like yes, are they more yeah. okay. So cool. the Wasteland
0: so... two and three are just like the old Fallout one and two in in style and everything.
2: Or like the um, Shadow Run Super Nintendo game. That's sort of my experience with that sort of style. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, so a lot, yeah pillars of eternity is another recent one that, that's very
3: similar yeah yeah that's pretty um very popular thing so and pillars of eternity too like and the way we compared it to skyrim it feels very much like someone took a D module and then reskinned it to be kind of this sci-fi wasteland aesthetic and they do kind of have a lot of similar elements to a Baldur's gate
2: or a skyrim so and, um yeah exactly, uh, Mike, will South you Bethesda roll to see me? if you have cancer uh you're gonna have to beat a dc of 16 here mike that's right
3: Uh, this guy's a radio instead of rolling to save a trap you roll to save radiation right yeah Um, one of the
0: great things about the Fallout games from three on is the character building and it's it's very similar to D&D where you have stats and different perks that you can level and um, it's changed over the games Fallout 4 is the most normie friendly I would say Um, so they're actually getting more more mainstream friendly I would say over time
3: cool well, then how about we go ahead and just jump right into the wasteland. Let's get out of the vault, enter into this brave new world that's been decimated by uh, nuclear waste, and uh, start talking the Fallout You'll games.
2: Of Let's power up that Pip-Boy.
1: When you are all alone
2: Maybe the one who is waiting We're back. We just rolled up. We're riding on the back of a giant cockroach. It's going to protect us. Uh, There's some weird zombie-looking people. I think they're going to end up being our friends, but we're here. We're talking the Fallout video game series on Normies Like Us. Um, Now, the interesting thing, like you guys said, there is a background where it sort of comes from the role-playing world. The first games wanted to utilize something called GURPS. I do not know what that stands for, but it's basically like a system of game-playing game playing uh, almost like akin to a D&D. Yeah,
3: like, you know, they have a lot of systems in D&D, like the Thaco system and things like that. So coming from an RPG, almost tabletop background, they have the GURPS. And later, I think, what do we get? The um, VATS. VATS. VATS is uh, carried over into the later games.
2: So VATS um, and Special. There's a lot of role-playing breakdowns, um, which kind of yeah. might be the elements that I'm turned off from here, even though I'm more well, of Special is, guy.
0: is the, uh, like I was just talking about, the... Character building, um, you know, in d d you have, you know, uh, strength, agility, dexterity, whatever. Special is like their version of that, basically. Mm-hmm. VATS is really interesting, actually, because so obviously, you know, Fallout 3 uh, changed a lot. So it became, you know, three first person, a uh, first person, more of a FPS uh, feel to it. So but they were still limited in their in their like FPS capabilities. So they developed a system called the VAT system where essentially it pauses the game when you're going to shoot someone and you, you pick a, a part of their body that you can shoot and then it'll tell you the percentage of, of your chance of hitting that part of the body. Um, and so that's how you do a lot of the shooting, especially in free. Um, over time, their, their shooting um, actually gets better. Like four had the best like FPS um. You know, in the game, yep, so um, it's actually getting away from that. Yeah. Gotcha.
3: Well, some of those interesting systems, yeah, were actually kind of related to the original 2D, you know, top-down fallouts where, you know, targeting body parts and stuff was still part
2: of it, right? Yeah. Where it's all wrapped up, Mike, into a world, or I guess the context of the world, a little bit like Mad Max where we talked about last week. It takes place in a post World War II, like I said, uh, utopia where the kind dystopia, isn't a cold I think, war. depending on how you look dystopia. at it, it could be a utopia. Those tensions are kind of replaced of a cold war with just like, well, what is going to happen? And something does, and it is nuclear fallout. So Vault Tech, a company, puts you down into the ground, and you are eventually released as a vault dweller into a world that has been affected beyond your time there. Yeah.
0: That's right. And the ultimate twist of the vaults is that, so this vault tech company they put vaults everywhere had different people in, but what people didn't realize when they signed up to be in the vaults is that a bunch of these vaults, they're doing different, like, experiments on the people in the vaults, different psychological experiments, all kinds of experiments. So every, pretty much every Fallout game, like, starts with generally a vault dweller waking up and being in some weird situation. Um, and then going out into the outside world, but you come across different other abandoned vaults that have other psychological experiences. So that's an interesting part of it as well.
3: And like every yes, vault is unique. They are
2: all experiments. Yeah, every vault's unique. Every experience inside a vault is unique. It does explain why Jacob and I were paired together with just a bunch of poodles. It was just us and fifty <laughs> poodles down there. We thought there would be more people, um, <laughs> and we did go a little crazy. But we're we're here. We're out in the world now.
3: Guys. You pay extra to go to a poodle cafe in the real world, so he probably got that for free. Um, maybe it's good there to kind of go. talk about briefly the, the plot of the, the first two, and then we'll get into three. Just kind of go over it, and I can run through that quickly. So Fallout you know, came out in 1997. Um, again, shout-outs to the Doom people for creating screen scrolling, because the map does scroll. Without that, there's no Fallout, you know, tracing the DNA. But besides that, there's not much really connecting. Top-down isometric, you are the vault dweller, as Colin said, and you're trying to recover a water chip in the wasteland to protect yours. Apparently, your evaporator's are gone and your service droids has a bad motivator or is it maybe that's something else um and you're coming out of <laughs> vault 13 here oh and uh, you have to defeat uh, an entity known as the master uh, a year later fallout 2 comes out it takes place 80 years after fallout which is you know in the 2200s at this point and you're now a descendant of the original vault dweller so you know like poetry they rhyme it's a family story <laughs> i'm going to stop comparing these to star wars because they're nothing like that um but you become the chosen one. It is like Star Wars. And uh, <laughs> you're trying to help your village from famine and droughts. And you must fight the Enclave, which is uh, the pre-war U.S. government, which they kind of pop up. All these factions from the original two Fallout mm-hmm. games live on because they're all kind of connected in a shared timeline. So even factions from the that's first right. Fallout show up in the later 3D games. And that's kind of what we're more familiar with. So listeners, if... You're big fans of the first two Fallout games. I have to apologize. There might be a lack of detail on that. But, uh, you know, given the amount of time we have to play games these days, we might revisit them and uh, see for ourselves firsthand. Really? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I would say those two are definitely the the niche side mm-hmm. of things um and 3 on are the, are the normie. the norm once Bethesda took over.
3: That's it, when it really became uh, for better for worse. like a mainstay pop culture franchise because, you know, Fallout 3, New Vegas 4, you know, everything up to 76 has been considered like critical and commercial successes and many of them have been considered for Game of the Year or even outright one Game of the Year. They're big deals when they drop.
0: Yeah. Right. Even Fallout 4 I think had somewhat mixed reviews but there was definitely some pros to it and some cons to it so we can get into that
3: yeah so fallout 3 is the first one that i kind of uh played because you know i was sent fallout 3 and fallout new vegas Um, that one you're a vault dweller in vault 101 and the overseer is trying to rescue you when your father leaves the vault so you're trying to figure out what's going on you're the lone wanderer now which kind of has mad max vibes and this one is set around washington dc whereas the original games are in southern california so you're getting to see a different kind of part of the U.S., and this is the first time you're seeing it in 3D. And like Jacob said earlier, right. you know, it's got uh, first-person controls, but it has kind of these VAT system that is throwing back to, to that original style.
0: Yeah, so you, it, it definitely had shooting mechanics, but they are very somewhat primitive by today's standards. Like if you fired up Fallout Three right now, I think a lot of people would not get into it because the graphics are dated, the shooting is dated. Um, the story isn't isn't bad, the campaign isn't, the world building isn't terrible, but I just, I feel like that's not one that has a lot of replay value compared to New Vegas, especially.
2: And as far as these sandboxes, too, you gotta figure, you know, as old as it is, it's not gonna feel populated.
0: Oh, no, yeah, it's definitely a, a wasteland out there. And there's this, like, you know, weird, like, green... Tint to everything. It doesn't look very good, honestly. It
2: really well, it's doesn't a CRT monitor, Jake. We're looking at it off of our Pip Boy. So right. yeah. You know, that bad boy's popping up. Would you guys wear one of those in real life? Would you have an Apple II literally strapped to your wrist if it could do all the modern things we had to do now, but it had the same screen technology as as the Pip Boy does? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's probably I mean, fun an of Apple a... Launch. That's far <laughs> superior, <laughs> superior right, I think, something. in
2: every way. <laughs> <laughs> no i want the full on i want a typewriter tied to my arm so that i can go oh hold on hold on let me turn the knob here oh we got some classic music from the 40s i do 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 right. do and also, yeah do, that's I part of the whole that aesthetic.
0: yeah that whole aesthetic is part of the fun is the the World War II era, like, technology, but in the future. They
3: even kind of borrowed from, like, you know, these futurists from the late 40s and early 50s, you know, they would draw that kind of Jetson-style future. So there's weird mix yeah. of, like, Americana with dystopia and that's like the new coca-cola you know your classic coca-cola in a glass bottle it's very like would you call it
2: steampunk mike bioshock to me is steampunk steampunk. when i was looking up this they call it clock yeah does that make sense i wonder i don't know there's shades of a
3: lot of different stuff here like i said there's that americana but then it can go full mad max like cannibalism there oh yeah it, it covers a lot of ground and at some points in these 3d ones it's like you can go from horrifying to hopeful to comedic because there's a lot of content in these games. I joked that the speed runs were an hour and a half to beat all of them. But these games, especially from three on, they're like as big as an Elder Scrolls game. You could spend, you know, 50 to 100, 200 hours playing these things and not even see all the content.
0: Yeah, for sure. And um, even in later games, you get like robots and synths and stuff. So it definitely gets in that sci-fi feel. But even the robots look like kind of those futuristic 1950s looking robots. Um, so definitely a cool mix of aesthetics to, to make it. You it can was. even
3: pull a, uh, Lando Calrissian and have a romantic relationship with a robot in one of these later games. So oh, I didn't know. Yeah. That. It's a little secret there. Um, then we could talk kind of new Vegas, which a lot of people consider to be the pinnacle of the best of the series. It was co-developed with obsidian entertainment. Uh, this is 2010, uh, this time you're in the Mojave. So you're getting a little bit closer to it's, you know, it's Vegas. So you're out in the desert. Um, And in this one, you're heading to Good Springs, which is near New Vegas. And you're a courier who gets killed like in a mob hit almost. And You're trying to track down who your murderer is. And um, you have things like the New California Republic in this game and a lot of iconic factions.
2: Now, Mike, you're saying Pinnacle, Sieger's Legion, uh, you're saying Pinnacle here. We're not Normie yet. You know, even though people say this is the best game of the series, which, again, you kind of find interesting with the history of it's a different company that ends up taking over it and putting this game out. But, uh, yeah, for my limited gameplay, it does have one of the coolest openings of all time. You get shot in the face, Mike, and you're basically, like, uh, regarding Henry. The Harrison Ford movie, you're like, okay, who am I? What do I do?
3: Yeah, that's Matthew yeah. Perry who shoots you in this one, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's also it's a, a super really... natural way to introduce character building, right? To be like, oh, your face got blown off. Like, what does your face look like? You're the new you, Joe.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. It's definitely a really cool way to open things, and... Uh, I would say from experience, this is by far the best story, uh, best campaign, best world building of the series. For me personally, I would say this is the best game, but the perfect Fallout game would be the campaign and world building of New Vegas with the uh, sort of the mechanics and uh, the settlement building and the weapon designing of Fallout 4 Um because I do think New Vegas is the best game, but there's certain mechanics that I like better in Fallout 4. Um, but this one is really cool. I mean, you got, you know, Brotherhood of Steel, you got Caesar's Legion, all these different iconic factions that you can join or do side quests for. And then you get to uh, New Vegas itself, um, which is really cool as
3: well. Yeah. And um, like, you know, you've probably seen the flag, like I mentioned earlier, the new California Republic. You know, in California we have the bear on our flag, but theirs has a bear with two heads because obviously everything's been mutated and radiated. Um, this is the one I played the most of, uh, but I still only got like maybe five or six hours, so still quite normy on it. But this is the one that almost got me. Um, I guess we'll talk then. You know, Fallout Four. Like Jacob is saying, this is where it gets really refined. An interesting note, you know, we mentioned in the Doom episode that um, around 2013, 14. Bethesda acquired id software and they asked those guys they said hey can you help us uh, clean up our shooting system for these fallout games and they kind of supervised and helped mm, that explains
2: so yeah and so once again the oh, doom yeah. people
3: thanks to your screen scrolling will make games very much and then thanks to the fps a- able to influence this even further
2: now mike if we're jumping in on number four here i will say then this is the normiest one and jacob let me tell you why This is the one where the ad campaign was so in people's face. You knew what Fallout was. Again, I'd never played one of these games really before, but I was really aware of them. That Wanderer. I'm a Wanderer. I roam around, 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 around. Trailer used to play all the time. uh, And people were just cosmically aware of Fallout in a way where I thought, okay, it is Normie now.
0: But I think the reason this one got so well known is, is a lot of that campaign was based on people knowing about the older games and being like hyped up for new, new vegas
2: moment. was and coming off skyrim do you think too and people saying yeah well, this will be the skyrim, skyrim version of fallout big, yeah
3: exactly. absolutely, absolutely and they were kind of being developed and, in parallel and they actually had to kind of hold off on fallout because it took so much time to finish skyrim and they were trying to apply those lessons that they received feedback from skyrim players right. to make fallout 4 better so yeah
0: which is one, you know, I have a few uh, disappointments with this game because I did play a lot of it. I've played over 100 hours of Fallout 4, wow. but it's not its not my favorite game. It has major weaknesses. The campaign storyline is really pretty lackluster. Um, and, and the thing that kind of just disappoints me the most is that it feels just like Skyrim, like the engine and, and the graphics and everything. But keep in mind, you know, Skyrim came out in 2011. This game came out four years later in 2015, and it barely looks updated from, from what Skyrim was. So I'm a little disappointed with how, you know, Bethesda has, like, not really evolved too much over the last few years, especially. Um, but there's certain things that, that I really did like about Fallout 4, which was, number one, the settlement building aspect of it, uh, which really gets, you know, my Minecraft, uh, Ark survival side. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and which... Was something that started in Skyrim with the there's a DLC that you could get where you can make your own house mm-hmm. and decorate it the way you want, um, which I really enjoyed in Skyrim, but it was still very basic. They built on that a lot to the point where you can make your own custom settlements in the game and, and provide them with power and do all kinds of stuff. Um, yeah,
3: they had a uh, they even mentioned that like the reason that that crafting kind of side came into it was because a lot of the staff was like so hooked on Minecraft, which go back and listen to that episode normally. Oh, so yeah. like they were Minecraft fans too. And this kind of pulling these influences together. So a lot of people really dug yeah, that. Yeah. The
0: building system is is great in this. And it also led to, you know, obviously modders went crazy with it as well. So there's a big modding side to it. And the other thing I really liked about this game is the weapon customization. It's really uh, detailed and well done where you can, Make all kinds of different weapons with different ammo and different, um, you know, parts that change it and stuff. So that, that that's a really good uh, side of it. And the shooting mechanics, especially, this game is almost—it's an RPG, but it's almost an RPG light, uh, like RPG FPS combination. Whereas the the previous games, really, the FPS, like I said, was very limited. This game is almost like a strict like FPS
2: RPG. I guess. Gotcha. Do you have to always have the vats enabled, or can you truly just pow pow pow? No,
0: yeah, you can do. You don't have to use the vats. That's just an option. But in this game, especially, it became less important than ever, and you don't even need to use it at all in this game because it's just it works as a pure shooter, really.
2: Interesting. Maybe this is the one I should be running towards. I find the stop-and-start nature of the VATS, you described it a little bit, but just, uh, I mean, the difference between Skyrim and Fallout is is I always feel like I'm playing Skyrim, and Fallout, I always feel like I'm kind of doing homework or, like, solving a puzzle, even when I'm doing, like, very basic things.
0: Yeah, I was never big into the VATS, and that's what, you know, Fallout 3, the big problem with it is that I didn't enjoy the shooting aspect of it very much. This game really gets the shooting down really well to the point that you don't need bats at all.
1: I think you're kind of hitting the, the nail for me in terms of like what has kept me from the game. Because I do love the aesthetic. But Colin, like you said, it feels like homework sometimes, man. I feel like I'm never more aware I'm playing a video game than when I'm playing uh, Fallout. And like mm. it doesn't you can't lose yourself in something when you're constantly being pulled out to cycle through 50 different menus well it's going to be a 10 percent chance day.
2: to shoot the head joe so if you want to do a 20 for the body and it's like i just i don't know no I you wanna, don't need to worry i, about it. That. I just <laughs> want to shoot
1: it and feel like i'm like the hero of a story not min max new vegas said, doing probability you know, problems
0: mm-hmm. i would say new vegas and fallout 4 you don't need bats at all and it's really just a, a preferred play style so if if people enjoy using bats, they can, but it's definitely not, uh, necessary. Um, the unfortunate thing about fallout four is it's that the story is really, it's in Boston. <laughs> That's yeah. The saddest part.
1: Uh,
2: <laughs> unfortunate. You get those guys who dress like tea party members, but they look like zombies. Yeah. The I, Minutemen. I like yeah. that.
0: So you have the Minutemen, but they're basically, uh, uh, just essentially the new California Republic. Like they have the same kind of, um, like the same deal.
3: Ideology, with men, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, and then you have the Brotherhood of Steel again. Um, so my biggest uh, problem with Fallout 4 was the story and the world building. It just wasn't very interesting, not very compelling. The story doesn't hook you. It doesn't keep you wanting to go. Like, I would do one main story mission, and then I'd be like, well, I just I'm just going to do side stuff. I'm just going to wander around and do random side quests. And I didn't feel like that motivation to continue the main storyline because it just wasn't very
3: interesting. At least the Civil War in Skyrim, like I, I would jump off and hop back on it. But it was enough to kind of keep me on oh, the Dragonborn. I'm going to learn some stuff. But even like, right. Yeah. For maybe not. It,
2: yeah, th- ah, but Mike, I don't think that's a story I ever finished. Ooh, this is a rough call for me. But that's Jacob the likes things- the world, hates the story. I know a little bit about it in that you're sort of like a lost child in the vault and blah, 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 and you're sort of well, like took going child. into a world, and, but yeah, then maybe you're you and, and the There's child some is somebody and stuff. else. exactly. Yeah. It's like, yeah. um, <laughs> A lot of it deals with know. synths. Good. and
0: yeah, Yeah, a big part of it is, is dealing with synths and um, the ability, you know, if synths are like sentient or if they should have free will and all this stuff. Are talking about stuff, Star Trek Picard? Right, but- or... Yeah, yeah, it's a lot like... That, yeah, that's actually. why I
2: hate it. It's kind of like the show Future Man, too, if you guys ever watch that on Hulu. Okay, got it. Mm.
0: Yeah, um, and there's some cool side characters, like Nick Valentine is especially a, a pretty cool character who's like this private eye that is a synth, um, and he, he's one of the companions that you can... He I have with. seen before.
2: He's like a robot face with a fedora yeah. and then like all just like robot parts, like a human face with all robot parts, right?
1: Yeah, it's very like Blade Runner in a way. Mm, yeah, there's whole th-
0: there's this whole thing with I think it's called the Syndicate like that, or or something like that. Very general sci-fi like name, but it's like the secret corporation that's like doing experiments on you. It's just like not not super interesting. Um, there are there were some DLCs that came out that that really um, expanded on the um, you know different storylines and stuff, and those were a little better. But the main campaign wasn't great.
1: It just seems like the whole aesthetic is window dressing. And hmm. it's great window dressing, but it just doesn't feel like there's a lot of substance underneath. You know what I mean? And that makes yeah. it hard to, to push forward. Oh, when I'm the type of
2: guy who will never settle down
3: It almost feels like Bethesda has kind of th- their own IP, which is the Elder Scrolls. And then these were built on that engine. So it's like, OK, right. our flagship is going to be the Elder Scrolls. But then how can we recycle the engine, dress it up as an apocalyptic thing? We have this IP that we own now and we can slap that on the engine. But maybe, you know, they they haven't ported, you know, Fallout 4 to 17 different consoles. You know what I mean? The way they have with Skyrim. Right. so. I think it's definitely exactly. the second child of Bethesda.
0: And that's the thing. I think to compare it to Skyrim, Skyrim is like definitely superior to any of these games um, because all of these games have good things about them, but none of them is like a straight a plus and Skyrim. So the thing is like, I think fallout four, if it came out in like 2010, it would have been better received. Um, and it was decently received when it first came out in 2015, but it also, I think gotten some mixed reviews. And if you compare it to Skyrim, it just feels very empty and Skyrim can almost feel empty too at this point because games have you know evolved so much over time. Like if you compare Skyrim to Witcher 3, it's really no contest. But if you compare Skyrim to Fallout 4, I think Skyrim is definitely better. Ooh, that's
2: interesting. And Let's the other a- thing I
0: wanted to mention uh, real quick, sorry, um, was in Fallout 4, they have Radiant Quest, which are basically you go to like a Minuteman and he's like, oh, you need to go kill these you know, bugs at this settlement, but it's all, so these are radiant quests. So they're like procedurally generated quests that like can go infinitely. So it kind of gets very repetitive because you're going, these aren't even like pre-written quests. I mean, I there are like pre-written quests, but there's also these other radiant quests and that's one that I didn't like very much. At
3: well, all. here's a question I want to pose to you guys then regarding kind of radiant quests and the idea of like roguelites and procedurally generated content. Uh, Is that a strength? Is that like a a game design style that you guys like? Because personally, I hate procedurally generated or anything that's just done with an AI. Colin.
2: I go completely on your side, Mike. Uh, dead cells you know uh, reading any type of video game that's like it's a roguelike it's very interesting but the world you're going through nobody else is ever going to experience it and it's all totally random and blah 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 i just go oh well fucking great (laughs) wait well what's the point of any of this i don't like this this isn't entertaining to me and i and i run away from it.
1: i actively do not play those games joe what do you feel the only thing i'll say is i it feels i yeah typically i don't but it seems like Fallout's way of doing kind of like challenge maps you see in other uh, action games. Like, a lot of FPS uh, and third-person action-adventure games have challenge maps. Like, in Batman, you can do fighting challenges or stealth challenges. Um, in the Wolfenstein series, you can hunt down you know Nazis after the fact. But, like, it's not story content it's just kind of random yeah you you like doing this you can just do it over and over again it seems like this was their way to add that into the game in a natural way yeah and i you don't need with you guys right yeah yeah i think
0: if it's well done like procedurally generated stuff can be good in you know small quantities but the problem with this game it's like these quests are mixed in with like pre-written story quests so i hate that Yeah, you're going to a a Minuteman guy and he's like, go defend this settlement against this kind of, you know, monster. And it's just like repetitive, you
3: know. Yeah, that makes sense. But uh, one thing that's interesting, too, is that they added because there used to be like a hard morality system where if you did something, you'd be good or evil. But now it's like you do something with one faction and that affects the way other factions interact with you. It's almost like there's a politics at work in the world, which I at least think is an interesting addition instead of just good and evil.
2: Mike, I love that, and I love the special system's ability to really play with the charisma and the intelligence where you can walk up and be like, me heard, you sell things. And the oh, character yeah. be like, oh, this stupid if you have piece a of shit, like you can't charge talk, like, Fifty right? more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They really fuck with you in the world. Yeah.
0: And the other thing about this that I wanted to mention is one thing I do really like is the small details of the world building, which I think Bethesda has always been pretty good at. And even in Fallout 4, just like, you know, it's like Skyrim where you can pick up stuff in houses like like constantly. Um, and just like the little details, the magazines and all, everything that just kind of enforce the world building or reinforce the world building. Um, but then again, the other problem that I have is that I tend to be kind of like a loot whore and I'll just go in and just loot everything. And then I'm constantly like watching my my carrying capacity and having to dump stuff, but then I want to keep stuff and like sell it. And then you also need to loot stuff to for materials to get better weapons and stuff. So it becomes something that, that you guys like Joe, especially you might not like of just like the managing your, your inventories and stuff, which I I like, but I know not everyone is super but then, Jacob, yeah, that,
2: beyond that, that you're, you're not good. even managing health and water and stuff. You can manage, well, this piece of gum gives you so much radiation, blah, blah, blah. And then you have to watch that level, too, and I just go, oh, I can't. I can't filter all this out. Yeah, there's
3: a lot there, for sure. They even have, like, ho- um, survivalist mode or hardcore mode where it's like you, your wounds don't heal automatically and you need to eat or, you know, thirst and everything.
1: Right, yeah. I think my hottest take on the Fallout series is I don't think it should be a first-person shooter. Hmm. I think the open-world aspect is is too grand for mixing in FPS uh, mechanics. I'd rather see it as a well-done third-person uh, game like Skyrim.
0: Where you can be in third-person. Or Mad Max. Or first-person.
1: So it's like Skyrim, it's really actually, port- where you
0: can do either perspective
3: you can pull it out if you if you want like skyrim i see a lot of people playing also in third person but i mean you know speaking of like first person third person and things that mad max did we talked about on the mad max episode about how oh it'd be cool if they did a mad max mmo uh but we do have a post-apocalyptic mmo and that's going to be the (laughs) latest entry into skyrim or fallout series and we need to kind of mention it now That's Fallout 76.
2: We do. It's the last game in the series. You mentioned our Bethesda episode. That was released pre to Fallout 76. Mm -hmm. We were talking on that episode. Oh, my God. I wonder how that's going to turn out. We're all so positive. Normies, like if you're looking for a timeline for us to like address things on this, that game is hated. It is it is not well liked. We're sitting here on the eve when this episode comes out of the release Wastelands DLC for it. Let me just pose this question to you guys. Um, does the Fallout development team, because you, you guys were talking about like the crafting stuff where they're like, all oh, these other games do it, let's just do this? Does the Fallout development team live in a bubble where they are so behind things? Why are they on MMOs when they should be moving on to battle royales? We should be in a Fallout, you know, battle royale game at this point. There's a radiation uh, level well, that's
3: <laughs> rising, right? I
2: wouldn't uh, want that. Either, you, but... you would love that, since <laughs> the do guy have playing Modern Warfare. Now. Oh, wow.
0: Well, Battle Royale would be a terrible idea, but also Seventy Six is a terrible idea too. You find and, a
2: power armor halfway through the, the the level as it's shrinking in on you, Jacob. You're the only one I don't with think, it. People are I don't vatsing think it makes you. A chain from
0: RPG, RPG shooter is what it should be, really. And Seventy Six, it was a huge flop when it came out because it's, it's the thing is there's no NPCs in the game, so you you go in, there's no one around you. You could be with other people in in an MMO way, but there's no one to interact with. You can just read notes or listen to an audio tape.
2: Audio tapes. The world is completely empty. Like Jacob's saying, the free DLC wasteland that is coming out populates the world with human NPCs. They have learned their lesson and it seems like that's the thing people are the most excited about where I just go, who gives a shit? here's what I, a year later and they got robots
3: yeah
0: here yeah i have no interest in playing that game and that's kind of someone who played three new vegas four you know put you know hours into all those games and i still i don't have any interest because if i wanted to play a fallout game i could just go back into four and play that
1: but i don't
2: think any of us are mmo guys either right i know i'm not
3: not extremely
2: you know, um i
3: played world of warcraft ah. and i also played an mmo fps called planet side uh it's a first person shooter that would have like a thousand people in one battle. That's pretty cool. But um, for fallout 76, what I think happened is fallout is a single player RPG. And if the AAA game industry has learned anything, it's that they want to create a live service or a lifestyle game that you play into perpetuity, something like destiny that, you know, has constant updates. Right. So they're like, well, let's just throw the fallout universe as an MMO and we'll get a monthly subscription. And, Stuff like that. Um, but yeah. no one no one asked for that. Fallout that's fans do like right. that. That's like It's literally no somebody going, we can bill a monthly? Oh my God. And I think that's transparent. That's that's the moment that Todd Howard turned heel in the eyes of, uh, of gaming fans.
0: Yeah. I think going back now, you know, 2020 hindsight, like the signs were there. And I think, you know, it was the hubris of Todd Howard and the Bethesda team of just being like, people love Fallout. We can do anything with Fallout and just put the branding on it and people will buy it and they, you know, learn their lesson, I hope.
3: Doubtful. Um, again, Doom is saving their asses right now and they didn't even develop that. They just oh, released absolutely.
2: it. Well, if we're talking about weird other games, let me softball this question to you real quick, Jacob. You're talking about how I want this game. I want a game that's the story of New Vegas, updated graphics, better uh, mechanics in the new games, for and beyond. So Outer World from the same mm-hmm. developer of New Vegas, does that scratch your itch for you, a weird sci-fi RPG?
0: Um yeah, I played Outer Worlds. It was pretty fun. Um it's a very short. It has an alright story. It's not New Vegas level. Um it's better than Fallout 4 in the story department. Um but it's very instead of, you know, instead of a post-apocalyptic wasteland, it's a you know, it's space, you're going between different planets, and it's all about, you know, this corporation controls everything. It's very, uh, you know, very political with capitalism and corporation. But again,
2: 1950s retro. Yeah, yeah, very similar aesthetic. Mm.
0: Um, yeah, and this was made by, you know, the, the New Vegas guys, uh, Obsidian. Um, and it was good. It's I think this game was almost like a prototype to see, like, oh, if people like this, we'll make a sequel, and it'll be better. Because this wasn't really... A triple A title. I think it was a double A and it was sure. like we would enough.
2: like to make a new IP. We we yeah. would love if somebody would be interested in something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think yeah, maybe when the DLC comes to, like, out it'll be good. Those now. Oh yeah.
1: truly If, if Uncharted came launch.
2: out now, Joe, it would be like, look, it's kind of a treasure hunting game. Are you kind of interested in it? Oh you're not Uncharted was always a shooter. Uncharted 2 and right. it's Sorry. an awesome RPG shooter.
0: <laughs> yeah, but the, but yeah, Outer Worlds was fun for what it was. It has potential. I think Outer Worlds 2 could be really good. Um, and I played it and it was it was good.
3: I think the real danger to the Fallout franchise is another apocalyptic wasteland game that got delayed, and that's the Last of Us franchise, Last of Us Part Two getting delayed. I think that's a, a much better experience for my money as far as like a wasteland, especially set like near Boston or Pennsylvania like the original game was.
2: I don't know. You say that, Mike, and then like people were stoked for Borderlands 3. The, again, that's not really a series I like either. I see that as a real mirror to the Fallout series, too, where it's like everything I'm complaining about Fallout, where I'm like, I wish it was just a dumb shooter. It's like those gum- those games are dumb shooters. And I also don't yeah. care about those games. So yeah. I-, I don't know. How yeah, Borderlands terms.
1: just taking Pip-Boy place. I mean, that is a, a, a pretty big ripoff.
2: Well,
0: yeah, I think Borderlands is it's similar in aesthetic, but that's yeah, what you might consider a shoot and loot game where it's just ooh, going like around a looter, shooter. shooting things and shooter, looter, and, yeah, looter, looter shooter. shooter, looter. Um, you're just looking for better weapons and you're shooting things and that's about it. Um, which those are fun for a little bit, but doesn't really hold my attention. I think the the thing that Fallout does that other games don't quite do is that RPG aspect. So if you want, you know, The Last of Us, it's much more linear, action, storyline. Yeah. Um, very fun game, but if you want that open world RPG and you don't want a fantasy game, your options are pretty limited, um, at this point in time.
2: Mm-hmm. But you're saying the people maker, I mean, is it that good that it's like, oh, well that looks like me, you know, in the character creation screen. Cause honestly, even that kind of stuff now I'm kind of soft on too, where it's like, I, I don't need you guys putting too much time into this.
3: I can't be a Khajiit. Like not enough uh, anthropomorphic animals <laughs> yeah. in
2: fallout for me cheat <laughs> has pip boy if you have nuka
3: let's uh let's let's do this i have a, i have a question before we kind of move on i want to first ask what does each of you think fallout does best and what do you think fallout does worst given you know admittedly some of us have limited experience i'll start with colin what do you think they do well and what do you think they do poorly
2: I mean, it's the cop out. I think it's what we're all gonna say. It is that aesthetic again. I'm not positive that they're the ones originating it, but when I see somebody in sort of like a a, a very pristine jumpsuit, but they're in the middle of like complete chaos wasteland, I start to think Fallout. Like again, the normie level on this one. Hmm. I think I think my parents would know what Fallout mm. is. I, definitely, again, it was never just something that was on our computers, so I don't know. And then the thing that they get wrong, I, man, I don't know. I really think it's just they've trenched themselves into something where they don't know if they want to move forward with it or move away from it. And that truly, I think, does come from what we'll call management dysphoria, like Jacob's saying, these new owners taking over something and being like, well, we could either completely embrace what it is or try to turn it into a cash cow.
0: Yeah, I think one of the problems they had, too, with, so when Fallout 4 came out, it did get some okay reviews, but also there's a lot of, like, fatigue because people are like, oh, this is just, like, the same game again. And that's maybe what led also to, like, then trying something different with Fallout 76, which also
1: didn't
3: work. Got it. Uh, Joe, then what do you think works, what doesn't work, kind of, for your radar? Just in summary.
1: I mean like Colin say, I, I do love the aesthetic. I'll I'll do one further and say I like the character building. I like the morality system. I like being able to to change the size of your nose and the shape of your eye and, and fuck around with that for hours. Um I think what they do poorly though is is overwhelm the player. Um, you know, Colin you said management dysphoria. I feel that way in the game too. Like I don't want to have to worry about carrying 9 million things, but I don't have any ammo or food. I just have garbage. I don't want to carry around a bunch of garbage and click through 50 different menus. I just want to play the game. Hmm. I love that. I love that because
2: what you're saying, like like when Mike said, I've only got five hours of experience of New Vegas. The the three that I put into New Vegas, Mike, I, did you even get out of the town? I mean, I feel like all I did was that learn was gonna how to be my walk question. up to people and talk. Yeah, Joe, it's like you just yeah. mismanage your time in these games.
1: No, they... And then you shoot rats and then you go and you meet like four other people who who get confused and you fight them. That, that is and that does not, not feel satisfying.
3: This. And my pockets are full yeah. of garbage. Yeah. But – yeah. <laughs> You guys gotta play a little more. I'm sure that would help <laughs> alleviate it, but it does seem like systems on top of systems. I guess before we yeah. throw back to the expert, I think uh, to me what what it does well is the aesthetic, you know. But um, I think some of the world building, like if you do dive in there, you know, I watch the speed runs of the whole game, and I watch some. Uh, I've seen some content and people doing full playthroughs where, you know, the idea that you can come across like a murderer uh but he's being attacked by a bunch of people and you save him without realizing that he's actually a murderer and those guys were getting revenge for someone that he took and then lo and behold, oh this guy's like a weird cannibal guy or you know, um the the attention to detail in some areas where oh you need like gears and stuff, that's gonna be in a mechanic shop, not at a restaurant. You'll find likely bottle caps near restaurants and dwellings and, you know, near industrial areas like they kind of it's clever instead of having like item rarity they'll be like well where is it likely to show up in the real world kind of idea uh and i think where it is lacking at least since bethesda takeovers in polish and that's just bethesda problems their products are never polished they're always released i think too early they're always buggy and like that's the meme now Is like oh yep it's the bethesda game if it's not broken you know
2: um, oh, well, look at what Jacob said about the graphics and the fact that they sit with Skyrim and they go, why would we update these? Why would we ever update these? The wheel is not broken. Why reinvent it? It's right. the
3: Grand Theft Auto <laughs> issue. Uh, but Jacob, please, can you you know educate us normies on what the virtues yeah. are and some of the shortcomings?
0: <laughs> I'll try. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, what I like about these games is essentially it is like a sci-fi version of... Skyrim or the Elder Scrolls where, you know, the Elder Scroll, like Skyrim will always be a better game to me than any of these, any of these games. Like I always prefer Skyrim. But if you think about it, what other games that have a a sci-fi or a post-apocalyptic setting that have the same level of open world RPG, make your own, you know, journey, do what you want, go where you want. Most games like that are medieval or fantasy based or, you know, Assassin's Creed, which is like historical
2: fantasy, cyberpunk. We're getting ready for
0: cyberpunk. Yeah, that'll be the next one. I think that'll be the Witcher three to you know Skyrim, mm. with, you know, cyberpunk to to Fallout. So it'll be like better.
3: <laughs> there um, are there are those of us out there in the world who hate dragons. I don't know who they are. Joe, <laughs> no, <I do. laughs> and, and yeah, this but is even, kind of for that kind of person. Like they like RPG kind of ideas, but they've only been exposed to it in the context of dragons. So this kind of
2: appeals to sure.
1: that. Sure, yeah, and I think that's why I'm so excited for cyberpunk. Is I think it'll.
2: Oh, and Keanu Reeves, and yeah, Fallout just a, for me. You're a beautiful stance.
1: Yeah,
0: in Fallout, you know, instead of dragons and giants, you have you know rad scorpions and
3: super mutants and death claws and a power suit. Yeah, so.
0: Yeah, it's similar, but I mean, what I like about Fallout is the choose-your-own-adventure aspect of it. It's like you can go any direction. Like at one of the games in the beginning, you can go off to the left on the road, but if you do that, you'll come to some like very high-level uh, baddies, right? And you might not be able to kill them. So it's kind of guiding you without giving you these straight lines of telling you where to go. It's like, oh, that part's too hard. Let me go this other way that's easier. And I like that aspect of it. Um, I like the world building. I like the, the small details, like I said, the aesthetic. Um, but yeah, Fallout Four. I wish it just had a better story because there are certain parts of it that I really enjoyed. Um, it was a great combination of shooter mechanics and RPG that hasn't really been done in another video game, I don't think.
3: Well, there's modders making new quests for these games too. Like they, you could have, just like Minecraft, a whole other game within this game because people are so passionate about it. True.
0: And like I said, the DLC does add stuff, so I I would definitely recommend if you like Fallout 4, check out the DLCs because they add a a ton of more campaigns.
2: But then, Jacob, just in our modern times, since we were alive while all this stuff was happening, I remember that DLC coming out where people were like, oh, you can finally own an apartment, which in the Fallout world is, you know, just a shack and you can build it up or whatever. And people going, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I'm not very (laughs) impressed by that DLC I would well, say in Fallout
0: 4. You can already do that in the base game, but this I'm talking about more the campaign, uh, like the story mode DLCs that uh, Okay,
2: okay. Because um, when but, I'm watching now, and I'm jumping on watching you do modded Minecraft and stuff. I'm looking up when I'm doing the Fallout research, and all the Fallout 4 mods and stuff comes up. I'm turning a little more towards that, where I go, that is cool. Like do that shit, make the game better.
0: Yeah, I haven't even checked out the modding scene of Fallout too much, but I might have to do that. Um. Yeah, I just you know Skyrim will always be better to me, but the setting is is unique in the way not unique, but it's unique in this game type. Mm. Um. So I like that aspect of it.
3: Well, it seems like in summary, Normies, uh, we would recommend the Fallout franchise <laughs> if you are a fan of RPGs, are not a fan of dragons, um, and uh, we cannot give Fallout seventy six uh, any recommendation whatsoever. <laughs> uh, on our Thumbs side.
0: Down. No, I haven't played it, but, I mean, there's plenty of negative reviews out there,
1: and I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, don't I of watch course Bethesda. the OG Fallout games, check out the Wastelands game. Yes. 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 Yes, cooler games, the isometric stuff. I'm with Joe.
2: Very cool.
0: And, of course, Bethesda's also famous for just having a ton of bugs at the launch of every one of their games. So
3: There's more than just giant roaches when it comes to the bugs in these games, huh? That's, that's, <laughs> that's my logline for my review. Wow. Well, um, So maybe, go ahead.
0: I mean, the way Bethesda's been trending lately, it really makes me wonder what the new Elder Scrolls is going to even be like if it gets the the sort of negative um, reaction that recent Fallout games have gotten.
1: It'll be a Um, Battle Royale game.
2: (laughs) Thank you, Joe. It'll be five years too late.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Fallout
3: 5 Royale that's what elder scrolls <laughs> arena was supposed to be It was all online with like a uh, battling in these different cities but they didn't have the right. technology just bring it back yep bring they're going to revamp it all right well just make
0: it more like mountain blade 2 band boy.
3: there you go there's our plug <laughs> um that'll Mount be that blade <laughs> that'll become the ultimate alliance of 2020 <laughs> So uh, we talked to games. Let's kind of see what else uh, Fallout has done because it is an expansive universe. and as we always like to do, we like to check out the comics and/ or television and movies that have been adapted or were in the works and canceled around these properties. So let's go ahead and jump on over see the fallout world in other media. Next. Oh, Lily Bell.
2: Though I may have this why. We're back. It's a weird world in the Fallout world. And we're going to talk about some weird stuff in it. We're talking about the world of the adaptations of the Fallout video game series. Uh, you start looking for comics, you Google it. Official comics, there are none. Uh, the creators after New Vegas commissioned the penny arcade guys from 1998 go back and listen to our episode my favorite web comic guys jerry holkins mike krahulik did a series called one man in a crate of puppets
1: very interesting did you guys check that out at all i did i really love the last panel of it i think it is the best um very intrigue for the fallout universe you know like it's uh Spoiler alert, I guess he just says, well, then again, the vaults were never meant to to save people. And I don't know, there was something about that that was like, oh, yeah, that's the intrigue to these games. That's why I'm supposed to love it.
2: Joe, not knowing that, playing these games and reading that stuff, I am right there with you. I'm keying in going, well, this is why it's interesting. And the, the premise of this is all these other vaults got multiple people. Like we said, ours got poodles. This one is just a guy with a box of puppets, and he doesn't interact with them until a year in, and he just completely loses his mind before he's like released into the real world. And it's been made canon, guys. You find his onesie, the oh, wow. Vault 70, I believe, and it says, oh. oh my god, this is the guy. There's like,
3: cool. um, just like the real world, we build all these shelters for in case there was a nuclear war, but then a lot of them ended up being used for weird experiments. But my favorite one is probably Vault number 69, which should be adapted into a movie where it's just like, One guy and a hundred ladies and that's the whole vault. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm not making that up. Vault sixty nine is fucking bullshit, dude.
2: So when you take into the fact that they are those experiments and stuff, I ask you guys this, because we skipped over Mm -hmm. it. The Fallout Shelter mobile game truly seems to be about that universe where you're setting up your own shelter and not doing experiments, but you are deciding who lives there and what goes on in there, right, Jacob?
0: Yeah, so Fallout Shelter, It's it was a mobile game. Um, you can also play it on Steam. It's free to play, I believe. Um, it's basically, yeah, it's like a side view simulation strategy game, and you're building different rooms in your shelter, telling the residents, giving them jobs, telling them what to do. Um, and yeah, so it's just like a if you ever played like a like Sim Tower or, or games like that, it's similar even
2: to that. like a Farmville, something that's like a clicker or you know a click bait, not to use that yeah. properly, but something that wants you to constantly tap, tap bait, I guess you could call it. Um, right. But it's one of the better ones, wouldn't you say? Yeah,
0: as far as those mobile games go, it's it's definitely one of the better ones, and of course you have the the Fallout branding and aesthetic, and really leans heavily into the uh, you know the image of that the. Uh, fallout guy boy the vault boy, you know, vault so boy vault i boy, guess yeah. like
2: officially whatever it is like literally you're just little vault boys
0: yeah um but it's not bad yeah i played a little bit um for a free-to-play mobile game not bad
3: better than elder scrolls blades a complete elder scrolls uh, yes. experience on mobile uh no at least at least this knows what it is it's kind of resource manager where you can kind of you know control what's going on to design your vault and it does that well yeah
0: yeah, yeah. I haven't played. A, I haven't
2: played Blades yet. Don't. No, but yeah. you got to laugh that it is once again not necessarily from the same company because we don't know if they develop those mobile games in house, but they are the same publisher, and that is just seems like such a dog shit game to even get it to the switch. It's like, how are you fucking doing this, you vandals? You got to
3: wait like an hour to open a chest that's going to have right. nothing in it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, of course there are you know microtransactions in the game. But it's 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 to the you know any free to play game will have that, but it's to the level where I wouldn't say it's like you can still enjoy it without ever having to do a microtransaction, and those are the kind of mobile games that I like, where it's like you can buy stuff, but you don't have to to enjoy the game.
2: And it is the only Fallout game on the Switch.
3: And the switch and a mobile device is a perfect thing that you can be like using as a second screen while you're, say, watching a movie or TV show. Colin, have there ever been a movie or TV show developed around the Fallout franchise?
2: There have, in absolutely pathetic ways and a wonderful segue though, Mike. (laughs) Um, So in 1998, Interplay Entertainment is founded. Uh, They do a film division, Interplay Films, and they're like, let's do it. Like, let's do a Fallout movie. We've done Descent. Let's do Redneck Rampage. Uh, Road Rash, those crazy like just oh, I insane love those. movies. Like we talked about it, Mad Max, it's like they're drawing their inspiration from that. It didn't come together.
3: Uh, okay, just got dropped. But they have the Mortal Kombat Annihilation screenwriter, which that is probably one of the worst sequels in cinema history, not just video game sequels. So that uh, makes sense. That uh, Mike, look here, it up. Uh... It
2: got leaked in 2011. You can find that screenplay he put together. It's probably oh. very bad.
3: <laughs> Go ahead and read it, Normies. Let us know via Twitter how it is.
0: But I'm reading here that uh, Ron Perlman wanted to be in it. And I'm sure Matthew Perry would like
2: to be in a fallout. Yeah, movie Ron Perlman did past. some voices.
3: That's right. He was a narrator, right? I mean, yeah, Matthew Perry was in...
2: on the Ellen show and he was like, here's the reason I'm even in these fallout games. I reached out to those people and was like, put me in them. I just want to do what yeah, he said, put me in a movie. If they make a fallout game, let me play that. Weird sure. guy.' All
1: right. Here's, here's my pitch. It's uh, a limited series. HBO needs something to fill the 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 void, right? So fill the let's vault. Say it's on HBO. Mm. Yeah, uh, every episode is a different vault. You anthology, you have, uh, self-contained stories around. Yeah, worlds.
2: Joe, I love that. I think that you get would be these the best Amazon video.
1: like tales from the
2: loop or like whatever they're trying to do right now. Yes, weird that's what I was thinking. Anthologies. I love that. Uh, robots and monsters and what was the Netflixy one? Almost kind of in that style too. I would think. It was well, like. It was not Amazon, it doesn't have to be monsters. animated. So is the Cloverfield
3: Paradox just a fallout vault? <laughs>
1: yeah, just, just one, one fallout vault. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I would like I to like see. That. And then, you know, you could throw Ron Perlman in as the narrator for every episode or for the series. Ooh, and then, you good. know, give me give me four minutes at the end or beginning of every episode that has a wanderer in the wasteland. And that's kind of the plot you follow through the series. But the main episodes are all... Uh, independent vaults because, I mean, like that arcade set, the fact that they were not meant to save people, that's the real intrigue to me. That you know? is the hook, Joe. Uh, what would a movie be? It's like that is just played right, out. Right. Well, you that's, need to that's see what a lot of individual, it's individual about,
2: scenarios.
3: It's like it's almost like Star Trek on foot, except you're just discovering this weird fucking experiment yes. down there every episode. I like it.
0: Yeah. I page. think that would be the best way to go about it almost like a black mirror-esque thing. Uh, Yeah. Um, Rather than doing like a standard post-apocalyptic story that's been done so many times now. uh, I think definitely – your idea is probably the best way to go. And you
3: build activities. like four sets and you just move all the fucking walls around every week. Like look at what the Mandalorian right. did with that one <laughs> and hallway
2: put, and think of the comedy you too. Know. Cause yeah. it plays out in the vault. And the next thing you know, it's like the leaders up top with the people who survive, like, okay, so here's what's going on. And they're around like a, a fire and it's, it's just fucking chaos. I like that. That's a good pitch. Yeah, I
1: mean, every, every episode could be a different genre. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's what's so exciting. Mm-hmm. That's a workplace and comedy. And really really the, the hook of the the franchise like like we're we're saying here at the end. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Multiple
0: I think that's that's the best all way right. to do it. I fall out of
2: did it. coming from Joe Asta. No, none of us can. Normies, this is this is the green light button. Hit it right here for our buddy here, okay?
3: I am all in Shark Tank, yeah. Turning my chair around. It's the voice. Give me that show, Joe.
2: <laughs> oh Yo, shit. Right. You're on Mike's team. <laughs> that's
3: right. Cool. All right, well, that's kind of the Fallout extra media. Uh, we can go ahead and um, see if we can open this thing up here and get out into the real world and wrap up our final thoughts on the Fallout franchise right after this. Tune your pit boys to fun. That was
1: stupid. Next. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was great. That was perfect. <laughs> perfect. Ooh,
2: ooh, ooh. Six-
3: All right. Well, speaking of Pit Boys, we're back, Normies. Um, you know, I mentioned that uh, in that excellent, excellent segue—some of my best work, probably. Um, longtime listeners would know. Uh, I want to ask you guys about some of the packings because Bethesda is kind of notorious for having these. Um, some are very well received, and some are very hardly criticized. Uh, the ultimate editions that they have. Uh, most recently, we had the nineteen, the Fallout seventy six. They had that canvas bag that was supposed to come. It was like a weird neoprene. Everyone was super disappointed. Ooh, people were
2: pissed, Mike. Really
3: Infamous. But then they get some cool stuff. Like they had the the power suit helmet. It's like a full size power suit helmet with a little uh, Boba Fett Star Wars reference. Get one in at the mm-hmm. end. Little eye scanner on there. And then they also had the Pip Boy that was like a giant life size Pip Boy that I think you slapped your cell phone into. And you could use it to like control things in your game, like you know at least go through your menus. I didn't know that
2: part of it. Yeah, it was wow. I didn't practical. I didn't know it was so accessible. I I knew for sure it was gaudy and extreme as hell, and it, it was like a GameStop pre-sale. Right, it's like, like the
3: ultimate three hundred dollars. It comes like with that, a soundtrack yeah. and a steel book, Jesus and you
2: know.
0: Yeah, I've never been into those kind of ultimate editions for games and stuff. Like, I've never felt the need to have like a bunch of like trinkets and stuff come with my game i just buy the game digitally on steam and just play it that way normally
2: careful careful you're talking to mike and his doom steel (laughs) yeah yeah no i am with you i have never gotten one of those
3: i only got it for that doom one uh also owned by Bethesda now. It's a nice statue. It's pretty well made. But yeah, it's like, uh, here's a piece of plastic I'm going to have to explain to somebody when they come into my house. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's to my children or in 10 years. years. Yeah, yeah.
0: Or if you get like the, the
2: Master yeah. well, Chief edition
3: of Halo. Of that, I'll have to explain someday. Oh, that's so. true. You're kind of... Your whole trade is based around pieces (laughs) of plastic that you're explaining. That's your
2: vault, Joe. You're fucking sealed (laughs) in. Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I never got it. Like, if you wanted to get the special edition of Halo that comes with, like, a helmet, like, a Master Chief helmet, it's like, I don't need that. Like, just give me the game, you know? Games are expensive enough as they
1: are, so. Well, you also don't need the game. You know what I mean? Uh, Yeah. Right. True. You don't need (laughs) posters on your wall. You don't need... I mean, you just need to listen to us normies do, and
3: we've been talking about Fallout so <laughs> <laughs> let's get our final That's thoughts right. here I guess on the the old franchise like I said we're pretty normie on it but let's go ahead and go around
1: Let me um let me pull a mic real quick and pose a question ah, yes. right at the end Um there are a lot of remakes going around these days you got uh, the Resident Evil series coming mm. back Jacob I guess for you, for you uh being being the one who is most excited about the idea of a new New Vegas with better mechanics. Do you want to see these games remastered 9 million times like we saw Skyrim? And would you play a remastered version of New Vegas? Um,
0: I've never even played the like, remastered Skyrim. So I don't know if I would, but I will say like the, you know, New Vegas, obviously it came out before Skyrim. So the mechanics and graphics are a little more dated. So a remaster might help it to a larger degree than Skyrim. And I might be, yeah, I might be interested to go back in if it had the shooting mechanics, especially of four, with the campaign of and you know world building of New Vegas. I'd be pretty interested in that.
3: And crafting, we'll need the crafting.
0: Crafting, yeah, got to have that settlement building. And you, by the way, if you go on YouTube, you can find you know people building custom settlements stuff. If you're into the Minecraft that kind of thing. Check those out in arms because there's oh, some really cool I'm excited
2: for software. my tour, Jacob. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> no, Joe. I'll agree with Jacob in that I never played the remastered Skyrim. That was before I got a Switch. That came to the Switch, and I kept telling myself, well, this is a perfect game for it. But really, if any of those Fallout games came to the Switch, I would think, well, yeah, this is the perfect medium for it. Even then, I I still don't know if I'd dive in. Even with the added benefit of laying down, I I just don't know if it could pull me over.
3: Yeah, and uh, I'm not not a big Bethesda fan. I'm only a Doom fan. So, I mean, maybe if they decided, all right, we have one that's set in Washington, D.C., one in Boston, one in California, one in Vegas. If they just decided, let's remaster all of them at once and kind of have a connected map, maybe, but Mm -hmm. they're all set at different timelines, so you can't really Mm -hmm. do it.
2: You say that, when, Mike. You've uh, said Western Bethesda East. more than any of us on this episode. You've said it five hundred <laughs> times, by the way. Probably more than any of us say it in our Bethesda. Episode.
3: People need to know who's responsible for games coming out that aren't finished. <laughs>
2: yes, that's right. Uh, Joe, how about you? Would you ever? Would that get you interested in these guys? Um, maybe. But how, the menus, man you got to tone it down for me. <laughs>
3: so many menus.
0: The menus are similar yeah. to Skyrim. Skyrim, you gotta seen. dumb it down for me. Yeah, James. I don't play Skyrim. It's <laughs> so
3: complex. Yeah, no dragons. Get these dragons out of here. Well,
0: that's what Fallout 4 is. Fallout 4 is the dumbed down Fallout. So, if you want the the the, the most normal one, play Fallout 4.
2: Yeah, but even then, you know, and I'll jump into my final thoughts here. You guys keep, or not, you guys, a couple of us keep saying, but it is the Skyrim of the post apocalypse, or it's a sci-fi Skyrim. I think this IP deserves better than that. It doesn't need to just be a plug-in and play into a genre. Once again, figure out where these came from, figure out what you liked about them, and then figure out a great way to improve them. I think that this series is missing that. There's no architect of passion behind it.
3: Mm.
1: Yeah, Colin, I'll follow up my final thoughts right on that. Uh, I should love this. I should love Fallout. The aesthetic is very up my alley. I love the intrigue uh, behind the vaults and stuff like that—something about the gameplay that's just kept me from it, man. And uh, I wish, I wish the IP did get better, and 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 we did see some some different stuff from it because I want to love these games, but I just can't. It's long-winded, Joe. Like
2: somehow I feel like it's lecturing me, even when I'm on just like the boot-up screen. I'm like, okay, hold on, like just like give me a second, yeah, no, okay, no. <laughs> just like let me get into this world. Fallout Three, like
3: you literally are a child when you begin the game, and you have to play in that you're a baby, then you're a child, then you're a teenager, then you're an adult, and then you can stu- you, like, yeah. go through a whole life cycle before you can
2: even play. I think I that one has. Really I can't good get through lead. this lifestyle, Mike. Yeah. I can't. I can't get through an imaginary
3: one. Yeah.
0: I would say again, check out Fallout 4 if you want a normie version. Um, you know, I'll go off what you guys are saying. We've talked about Bethesda a lot. Um, but I think there was a certain amount of resting on their laurels after, especially after Skyrim came out. So Skyrim came out, was hugely popular, hugely successful, critically successful. And then they just kind of stopped evolving as a company and stopped, you know, making, trying new things in their games to the point where, like, I'm kind of, I'm pretty worried about, like, what this new Elder Scrolls game, whenever it comes out, will be like. Because, you know, Fallout 4 came out in 2015. They can't make a Skyrim game, they can't make an Elder Scrolls game that looks like Skyrim in 2020 or 2021. It's just, you know, people are not going to accept that when you have stuff that looks like The Witcher 3 or other, you know, much better graphically games. Um, So they're going to have to do some kind of rethinking about their whole strategy as a company, I think.
3: I think that's definitely true. When the best game that they have produced was not produced by them, they just release it. And it's Doom and even the Wolfenstein games they are not making, they're just releasing. But I've been talking shit about how their games are never done and they're very buggy. This will be my final thoughts here. But what I love about Bethesda Games is that they're never finished and they're very buggy. Because as a speedrunning fan, when you watch people destroy these Fallout games or Skyrim, like you just hold a plate against the wall and you clip through the geometry, it's like, oh, this is beautiful. They do a thing called... uh, In in Fallout 3 in New Vegas, they do a thing called Speed Cripple, where if you jump off a cliff and then do a quick load really fast, like a save load, instead of reducing your speed by 60%, it'll add 60%. So now you're moving at 160% speed. it's just like weird stuff like that so i think like it's not a bug it's a feature so bethesda games specifically are really great to watch speed runs of because they're so broken so thank you for that they're they're super entertaining you can beat you know skyrim in like 13 minutes or less or something it's ridiculous so
2: well, Mike, I hope we end up in a vault together. Every time we do one of these episodes, you teach me something about like uh, speed cribbling. <laughs> now where I'm like, what the what fuck is this is word? That? This guy is just equipped for the future. If I feel like if we're in the apocalypse, you're going to know how to take we're gonna it We're going to jump buddy. off this cliff, guys. Don't worry. It worked in Fallout. <laughs> speed cribbling. <laughs> right.
0: So, you know, there you go. The speed running community loves mm-hmm. it. The modding community also oh, loves these games. How could because- you not love it then? Yeah. <laughs> You know they're easy to mod because of their simplicity and everything. I just, you know, what's this new Elder Scrolls game going to be like when it ever comes out? What's the, uh, the Fallout other episode? Like? <laughs> well, yeah, will there ever be, be a be? Fallout Five? Yeah, Jacob's I mean, having that is an the existential
3: question. breakdown. When they make at the end, Skyrim, just... when they make Elder Scrolls Six, we'll get Fallout Five <laughs> so as, so as a reskin. Exactly. Yeah. When they
2: can replace the mechanics. Yeah. Yeah. This is an interesting one, guys, because you know we're coming at it from a. I think this is one of our more heavy criticism episodes. Mm-hmm. You don't see those a lot. And I think it comes from us having no nostalgia glasses for this. We can just sort of look at it objectively. I won't say like this is the newest Normie we've done, like I do every episode, <laughs> but it, but it is fresher, right? We can see the holes.
3: Definitely. Definitely. Um,
0: well, yeah. And just the public opinion of Bethesda as a whole has just gone down tanked. in recent years. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're the golden childs after Skyrim came out and then, It's just gone downhill ever since then. Oh, Oh, yeah. And
2: then, Jacob, you're comparing it to CD Projekt Red nonstop. And and in our pandemic life, we have them like basically keeping Poland together with like out there like funding and taking care of people. It's like it is just night and day now, buddy.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And with Witcher 3, you know, they really stepped up the whole open world genre a a notch. And now every company kind of has to live up to that. And so, you know, with Cyberpunk coming out it's going to be like you know hopefully that game is like amazing they're coming for the future out, now yeah. Another notch.
3: yeah we'll have to see how bethesda responds to the fallout of this new landscape in the gaming uh, industry uh,
2: uh, i like what uh, jacob said about the laurels i think that will shake them up i think if we get a good fallout game in the future it's because cyberpunk was the number one game of whatever year it comes out in.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah and just seeing people how people reacted to fallout 76 i mean they had to take something away from that you know so, hope for better things from Bethesda. If you want a modern game that plays like Fallout, play The Outer Worlds. Um, it's, it's pretty okay.
2: Or the um, Wasteland for the old ones. Yeah, Wasteland. Yeah,
0: if you want the top-down, old-style, play Wasteland 2 and Wasteland 3 when it comes back. Support down. the original
2: creators, of course. That's always good. Of course, of course. Yes, sir. All right, now, normies, your vats are probably coming up. You're looking at that stop button and thinking 100% success rate <laughs> to turn this podcast off. Well, before you do that, we would love if you would go to at normies underscore like underscore us on all our socials, rate, review, subscribe. It helps us out. It gets people to see it more. That's that's all we really want. Yeah. And thank you.
0: And Check us out on YouTube. Um, We might be uploading some, you know, gaming content on YouTube. So stay tuned for that.
2: Yeah, we'll probably start posting Twitch socials and stuff, too, you know, so check them out there because these boys have been playing some games. If you if you desperately if you email me and Joe and say we want to watch you two play Fallout, we'll do it. That will be a punishment. (laughs) So we'll put that on this podcast right now.
3: Yeah, we we will. We will do that. I'll
2: go back and
0: I'll start a new campaign of Fallout New Vegas if people want.
2: I'll learn how to speed cripple. Don't worry about it. Oh, we'll all play 76 online. We'll be a little community and we'll launch nukes and we'll get it all going.
3: Yeah, well, we, we just made some commitments that hopefully
2: we never had to fulfill. Uh, no, back into the vault, boys. Back get, the I, I don't even want you guys seeing the sunlight anymore. All right, get down there. the down there, take guys. Take Normies. Care. It was good seeing you. Bye. Bye. Take care.
3: This is Fallout Boy.
2: Oh, uh, we're going down,
3: down. <laughs> How
2: did we not make a Fallout Boy reference? You did it. Bye, Normies. <laughs>